0: the 17 news at sunrise podcast is brought to you by clinica sierra vista
1: welcome back to the 17 news at sunrise podcast where we share your news on your schedule
0: working in the spirit of the golden empire this is 17 news at sunrise
1: Good morning here at 5 a.m. Thanks for waking up with us. I'm Maddie Jansen alongside Alex Fisher. Breaking
2: overnight, a man was shot and killed outside a marijuana dispensary in Northeast Bakersfield. The Sheriff's Office says it happened just after 10 p.m. last night in the parking lot of Knott's Collective on Knott Street near River Boulevard. Deputies say that's where they found a man who had been shot several times. Officials did not say if anyone was arrested. And last night's killing was the second of the day after another deadly shooting yesterday morning in Central Bakersfield. A man was shot and killed just before 8 AM near the intersection of M and 10th Streets, just south of California Avenue. We're still working to find out who was shot. Police did not say if they arrested anyone for this shooting.
1: And now to the latest on the coronavirus pandemic in Kern County. More than 2,400 new cases of COVID-19 were announced yesterday and 11 more deaths. 331 people are in the hospital with the virus. That's up 13 from the previous update. 57 more in the ICU.
2: County supervisors have thrown their support behind the latest bid to help keep our local health care facility staffed during the Omicron surge. The board has approved an agreement with Right Sourcing Incorporated to provide intensive care unit staff to several hospitals in our county. The total cost of bringing on the extra staff will be a maximum of nearly $2.8 million, according to that agreement.
1: Health officials are now watching what's being described as a stealth version of Omicron as more Americans are getting reinfected with COVID than ever before. The good news, doctors say their symptoms aren't as severe if they're vaccinated. Gabe Gutierrez has the latest.
0: The new stealth version of the Omicron variant discovered in California seems to be harder to detect, and according to some experts, is even more contagious, though it's not yet clear how dangerous it is.
3: So far, we we don't really know how it behaves.
0: Across the U.S., reported COVID cases are down 6% over the previous week, hospitalizations down 8%, but deaths are up 21. Still, the CDC says that's because of the sheer volume of cases weeks earlier.
3: Deaths remain low in comparison to the case counts.
0: Not only are more people getting COVID, more are being infected for a second time. Researchers in England spoke with 3,500 COVID-positive people this month. Two-thirds reported having either a suspected or confirmed case before. Here in New York, about 80% of reported reinfections happened during the Omicron wave. They're also up in Minnesota and Washington State. But notably, some 60% of so-called second-timers there were unvaccinated. In Illinois, Brian Coons first got COVID in March of 2020. Deep breaths again. He spent weeks on a ventilator and later underwent a double lung transplant.
1: They told me that if I got it again, I would die. So I was very
0: afraid. Even though he was vaccinated this month, he did test positive again. This time it was much easier. I actually didn't have too many symptoms till after I knew I had it. Doctors say Omicron may have mutated so much that even those who are vaccinated might get COVID a second time.
3: But being previously infected or even being
2: uh, fully vaccinated in the past does protect you from getting severe COVID.
0: New data from Moderna suggested its booster's effectiveness against Omicron declined slightly after six months, but was still noticeable. The company's phase two trial for an Omicron-specific booster is now underway. Gabe Gutierrez, NBC News.
2: 506 is their time now and a man was hit and killed by a car in Shafter, and officials say the driver took off. It happened Tuesday night just after 6 o'clock on South Shafter Avenue between Riverside Street and Elizabeth Avenue. Police say when officers arrived, they found 33-year-old Jesus Sanchez in the roadway. Police are still looking for the owner of that vehicle who hit him. If you know anything about this case, you're asked to call Detective Fernandez at 746-8500.
1: In your 17 Crime Watch, a Bakersfield man was one of 20 arrested in a large-scale DEA drug bust in Dallas. The 20 arrests were made Tuesday in an operation that resulted in the seizure of dozens of guns and more than 200 pounds of drugs. Demetrik Watson of Bakersfield, 19 others, and one person still at large, faces a 19-count federal indictment. The DEA says the 15-month investigation targeted a straight gang in Dallas, which ran a highly efficient drug trade.
2: The East Hills Walmart, was evacuated briefly yesterday after a propane tank exploded and shot into the air. The Bakersfield Fire Department says it happened just before 3 PM at the store located on fashion place. The store was evacuated for about half an hour. No one was hurt and the fire department says the flames were quickly put out. The Bakersfield Police Department meantime is inviting you to join a virtual workshop happening later today, detailing the agreement made by BPD and the State Department of Justice. You may remember last August, the Justice Department announced BPD has resolved allegations related to unjust policing in communities of color, which triggered a probe into BPD's operations back in 2016. BPD signed a five-year plan overseen by a court and independent monitor uh, to keep an eye on officers and ensure the revision and review of practices, policies, and procedures. You can join representatives from BPD and the independent monitor today for a panel discussion about that agreement and how the monitoring process will work. It is happening at 6.30 p.m. And we have a link to register on our website, KGET.com.
1: More this morning on the major shakeup in the Supreme Court. Justice Stephen Breyer expected to announce his retirement as soon as today. NBC's Bree Jackson's in Washington with more on the future of the High
3: Court and Breyer's possible replacement. Good morning, Maddie. President Biden and Justice Stephen Breyer are scheduled to meet at the White House today, and we expect to learn more about Breyer's retirement, which would leave President Biden with a historic decision to make. I, Stephen Breyer, do solemnly swear. That justice Stephen Breyer stepping down later this year after more than 27 years on the Supreme Court, paving the way for President Biden to nominate a successor. The president not saying much yet.
0: Every justice has the right and opportunity to decide what he or she is going to do and announce it on their own. There has been no announcement for Justice Breyer.
3: With an announcement expected soon.
0: I'm looking forward to making sure there's a black woman on the Supreme Court.
3: The White House reiterated President Biden's campaign commitment to nominate a black woman.
0: It's going to be a black woman almost certainly
2: and that will be a new perspective historically on the Supreme Court.
3: On the short list, Katanji Brown Jackson, a graduate from Harvard Law who clerked for Justice Breyer. Another leading contender, Judge Leandra Kruger, who serves on California's Supreme Court and has argued several cases before the nation's high court. Whomever the president picks, sets up a confirmation battle on Capitol Hill. Democrats plan to move fast.
0: In the Senate, we want to be deliberate. We want to move quickly. We want to get this done as soon as possible.
3: There is no need for any
0: rush. We can take our time, have hearings.
3: Justice Breyer is one of three remaining liberal Supreme Court judges. President Biden's new appointment will not change the balance of the court. In an evenly divided Senate, a 2017 rule change made by Republicans could now work in Democrats' favor, allowing senators to confirm a Supreme Court pick with just a simple majority. In Washington, I'm Bree Jackson, 17 news.
2: 545 is their time now, and there are no signs this morning that Russia is scaling back its military buildup along the Ukraine border despite pressure from the US and NATO in another sign that Putin is preparing for an invasion, Russia deployed more than 20 warships into the Black Sea yesterday. A Western intelligence official tells NBC News that Russia has as many as 120,000 troops on Ukraine's borders in 60 battalion tactical groups with more on the way. Russia says it is, it's all in response to threats from the West, insisting the country will not invade. Federal officials yesterday responded to Putin's sweeping demand that NATO expansion be undone.
0: I can tell you that it reiterates what we've said uh, publicly uh, for many weeks <laughs> and in a sense for many, uh, many years uh, that um, we will uphold the principle of NATO's uh, open door."
2: Officials say they expect cyber attacks to cut the internet in Ukraine and a missile strike will be part of some kind of anticipated Russian invasion with the goal of installing a pro-Russian government.
1: Pope Francis spoke with parents facing difficult situations around the world yesterday in his weekly address, calling on them to never condemn a child even if they are gay or have a different sexual orientation. During the message, the Pope comforted parents with sick and injured children, including those who have children in prison or other extreme scenarios. Last year, the Vatican announced it cannot bless same-sex unions, but in a 2020 documentary, the Pope said homosexual people have the right to be in a family, adding they are children of God.
2: Germany's parliament meantime held a ceremony this morning honoring International Holocaust Remembrance Day. An official ceremony was held to honor the six million Jewish victims of the Holocaust and millions of other victims of Nazism. Today marks the anniversary of the 1945 liberation of Auschwitz concentration camp.
1: Back here in the state, Governor Gavin Newsom says California can lead the world's transition to clean energy cars. Yesterday he outlined a 10 billion dollar investment for the development of zero emission vehicles and the infrastructure needed to support them statewide. The governor wants to make clean cars, buses, and trucks more affordable than ever before. The goal is to shift California to all-electric vehicles by the year 2035.
2: California Attorney General Rob Bonta announced yesterday that more than 90 percent of eligible California cities have signed on to a historic $26 billion settlement with the nation's major pharmaceutical distributors. Distributors Cardinal McKesson and Amerisource Bergen and drug manufacturer Johnson and Johnson are accused of creating and fueling the nationwide opioid crisis. Bonta says this will bring much needed relief and resources to people here in California impacted by opioid addiction. He says this settlement will hold these companies accountable for their role in the devastating opioid crisis and help people recovering
0: from substance
2: abuse disorders.
0: During this crisis, over 1 million Americans have died from an overdose, so tragic. Fathers found dead alone on cold sidewalks, mothers dead behind locked doors discovered by their children. Today's announcement can't bring back those lives. It can't heal the devastating pain families still cope with, but it can prevent future death.
2: When finalized, the settlement will resolve billions of dollars in claims of both states and local governments across the nation. The settlement also requires significant industry changes that will help prevent another opioid crisis.
1: And now to our continuing coverage of the synthetic opioid fentanyl. A local mother whose child died from fentanyl has organized a candlelight vigil for those lost to the deadly drug. Kier Butterworth organized a light a candle for a loved one event sent for today at 6 p.m. at the park at Riverwalk. The public's invited to come down and light a candle in remembrance of all of those struggling with addiction and for those who died due to drugs and alcohol use.
0: Working in the spirit of the Golden Empire, this is 17 News at Sunrise.
1: The 17 News at Sunrise podcast is a production of KGET and Nextar Media Group. For more on all of the headlines in today's show, head to KGET.com.